Hey everybody, welcome to No Beer Left Behind. It's me, Brian. Acting like I didn't just almost bring down my entire recording set. Uh, realized that my box fan was on <laughs> and uh, got up to turn it off and my automatic light switch, aka my mash paddle, fell over and almost wiped out all of my recording equipment. <clears throat> I'm not out of breath. I'm um, Yes, Tuesday at the Brian house. Yes, just killing the game over here. Woo! Glad to have you back with us listening each and every time we record used to it be weak but sometimes it's two times a week guys you better tune in to find out okay just be be well be technically ready. this is two times in one week but not the same week. not a calendar week <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh all that aside i am drinking a lovely a lovely uh presidential brew um Tonight it is an imperial stout from our father, our fatherland, and I poured it into a a George Washington glass, a little Pod Save America pint glass that I got for Christmas. Uh, this presidential brew um, is made by brewmaster uh, Dimitri Ajanin in Saint Petersburg, uh, brewmaster at Baltica Breweries. This Russian Imperial Stout is a special beer made by uh, Baltica Brewing out of St. Petersburg, uh, Russia. Um, as we all know, the new capital. So it is a it's a good beer. Uh, Baltica is known for doing really cheap, uh, like big sixteen ounce bottles of beer. And if you really want to get trucked up for cheap, you go find Baltica. I think it's Baltica number nine. It is a Baltic porter. And it's like 11% alcohol for $2 a bottle. It's some good stuff. Uh, wow. It's like malt liquor. Uh, yeah, except it's actually good. It's not. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't burn your nipples off. This beer, um, I, I, I've had their I've had their Baltic Porter. And Baltic Porter is a lagered version of a Russian Imperial Stout, basically. So it should be, quote unquote, smoother. Because it's had more time to rest. This beer, however, it is really hot. This Russian Imperial Stout, it's got a lot of alcohol heat to it. And I'll be honest with you, the twist cap <laughs> that was on the bottle from Russia, I think, might have uh, gotten jarred loose a little bit. It is, it's a little oxidized. <laughs> this beer is. It's a lot of sweet. It smells like straight up wet cardboard, <laughs> which means it's probably light struck as well. Uh,. Because there's a little skunk in the background. Anyway, this beer is good at $4 a bottle. I mean, I couldn't pass it up for the story and to take a jab at our current president who's a piece of shit. Is it, I mean, is it just decent? Yeah. At, at best, decent. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, nothing, it's nothing to write home about. I mean, it's a, it's essentially the uh, Shiner or uh, Goose Island or... Hmm, hmm, I don't know. Was it like a real middle of the road West Coast brewery <laughs> like that's yep. available everywhere? It's nothing special, really. So, 
Go out and try one. If nothing else, like I said, try that. I think it's Baltica number nine. It's a Baltic porter, really high alcohol, really cheap. It'll get the job done. So, so they're like the Boulevard cask selection. No Boulevard cheap version. No Boulevard. Yeah, that's why I named Shiner and Goose Island because those are Blue Moon. How about that? <laughs> they're readily oh, available everywhere. They're pretty inexpensive, and they're quality. But this is cheaper than any of those. Per alcohol, per ounce, per yeah. dollar, yes, but <laughs> knocks them out of the park. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- th- like, like Willem said, McCormick's of beer. Like, well, hmm, hmm. <laughs> like Willem said, this is essentially malt liquor, but with a little bit better flavor. That's <laughs> uh, too funny. Uh, that's too funny. So, what are y'all? Y- y'all both go at the same time uh, and tell me what you're drinking. One, two. There's two Willems. Holy shit. Two. <laughs> <laughs> look down in the uh, uh, down the hangouts, and there's two of villain. His internet must have taken a shit. Shit! It starts breaking up right as you say it. It'd be great. <laughs> villain since it villain since I got a new router actually. Oh I, snap! Big news! I'm saving eight dollars a month now because I returned Cox's router. Oh! And now I so now I have like my full. Oh, you know, I got my own internet. I got my own router. <laughs> Hold on, let me oh let me God. lead you in properly. And it's still taking a dump, right? Like I still just got fucking kicked off of my own Wi-Fi for some reason. Eh, it happens to you. Um, what are you drinking tonight? Since you're since you're on and talking, haven't haven't heard from you in a while. How are you? How are you doing? Since we last spoke, uh, well, I mean, we can we can we can keep it. We, we we can ask you about your holidays once we've gone around the horn. Yeah, they were good. Um, I'm doing good. Can't complain. Tolerable. I'm drinking uh, the Shiner Homespun Cream Ale. Mmm, like a good like, cream ale, huh? Gotta tell you, not a fan. Yeah, you're not a fan of that one. You don't like you don't like corn no. syrup or uh, <laughs> like what? Like you don't like one. you don't like corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup. Dude, oh. I gotta be honest with you. I can't even. It's just like it doesn't taste like. Uh, what I would assume cream ale, you know what I mean? Like well, describe uh, you, describe what you yeah. think a cream ale tastes like, or what it should, what it would taste like. Well, hints of cream soda, obviously, and and if that's or what something you're, I don't know. This that's thing, what it literally to me tastes like nothing at all, outright nothing. Okay, yeah. so a cream ale is a, an ale version of an American lager. So think Coors Light, Bud Light, but with an ale oh, yeast. Good. <laughs> so you just they nailed it, <laughs> but the yeah, issue is. With naming sure it, did. naming naming it uh, homespun cream ale and putting a mug of what looks to be like cream ale soda on the label, you lead people to think that this is going to be like a vanilla, yeah, cream. like a rich beer. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'll say that beer on draft, which is the only way I've had it, is good. Uh, the, I've enjoyed be- it. The beer's great. It's a good lawnmower beer, uh, but yeah, I mean, if you okay, exactly, if you frame it in that context, and you're like. Yeah, on a hot day where you want something a little more crisp and like you know, like good, like really cold kind of beer, mm-hmm. then I could see like me enjoying this beer. But if I'm buying it thinking like, like literally, if you were to, if, if I told you this beer tastes like fucking cream soda, and then you go and take a sip, you're gonna be very disappointed if it tastes like this because it's like it's not thick at all. So you know, I don't know. It's just there's nothing about it 
you almost feel like, oh, wow, this is like the weakest cream ale that I would expect a cream ale to be ever. But in beer terms, it is a perfect cream ale. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's just, yeah. the lay misunderstanding, you know. It is. Uh, it's beer marketing uh, 201. It's a little advanced, you know. It's still only going to give you one credit hour. It's like a lab, but <laughs> a little more advanced. Frank, in uh, Austin Actual this time, uh, with the bicycle light, uh, aimed up at your chin, like it's you're telling ghost stories on your back patio. What are you up to? What are you drinking? I think he's still on mute. Yep. Yeah, I know. First off, you nailed it with the bicycle life light ref- reference. It's good. You almost messed um, it up there. Sorry, it's a little chilly out here on the back porch. Uh, <clears throat> needed to unfreeze my jaw first. So this is a USB rechargeable bicycle light, which I just wanted everybody to at least be aware that they exist because they're awesome. Definitely get one if you can. Uh, if you have a bike and you go bike riding this time of the year, you need a light, right? Like you can get caught out there. Sun goes down pretty quick. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Who knows uh, when that sun will go down? It can hit you out of nowhere. Sometimes it does. It hits you out of nowhere. That's right. Ryan, uh, Literally. some of us choose to live a non online life, but you know, I guess you don't know what that feels like. No, I'm always um, plugged in all the time. Somebody call me yeah. plugged in, Brian. I think they call you information overload, Brian. Yep. That's what they call you. 100% of the time. I'm having a uh, beer. I think it comes somewhere out of North Dallas. It's 9.6%. To be honest, it's one of those like no label beers. Uh, it fizzes a lot. Oh, shit. You open up. <laughs> you open up Ego Tripping at the Gates of Ale. How cold did you get it? How long has it been sitting out? <laughs> And how it's hard... been very cold. No, it's actually fizzing a lot less this time. Yeah. I'm about to open the remainder of it. Yeah, no, it's doing pour, all right. Pour very gently to... into a glass. <laughs> Pouring I... it into a glass. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna let it let it foam and sit. Okay, that's a uh, that's one way of, of, of handling it. I I definitely don't feel like the constipation that happens by drinking or the bloating that happens by drinking that amount of I'm carbon. Gonna, I'm gonna tell you, it's not gonna bloat you. Uh, <coughs> it'll it'll burn your face off. <laughs> but the last time I had this, I'll be honest, has been very good. Um, it's just a little overcarbonated, but I'm I'm gonna wait for it to settle, and then we can come back to me with the taste. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, what he's drinking is a uh, Brian homebrew special. Uh, that is ego tripping at the gates of ale that I brewed for the cast uh, back in April. That was a oh shit, no shit. It was a stone arrogant bastard bastardization. Uh, if you will, it was the arrogant bastard malt backbone with uh, galaxy hops through and through, and then my dumbass overcarbonated every one of the bottles, all forty-eight of them. So <laughs> it was it's 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 been it's been a good run. I've I've still got probably I don't know a six pack or so left to go through, and I gave away about twenty bottles. <laughs> so it's uh, slow going. Uh, nine months later. Yeah, let me let me be honest. It's a great beer. It actually is very tasty. Um, you just you really need to know when you're opening it. Unlike my your first experience, experience your first uh, experience was eye opening. Yeah, it my my kitchen floor was sticky for four days. You're welcome for that. Um, but what I will say is, I've had that experience with Prairie. Right? You remember that very first Prairie? Mm-hmm. Golden Ale or whatever they released. Funky that, Gold Mosaic. Yeah, burst mm-hmm. the shit out of... Every bottle you open just, like, exploded. 
Um, so I'll say I was taken aback, but now that I know how to open it, I open it, I let it settle. I always have a glass ready to pour out about a third of it. And then if you just let it settle, the next pour is not going to carbonate that much. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not, I mean, honestly, I've had beers over carbonate like this from the store. So I wasn't too, uh, it was just the first time it happened. It literally three quarters of the bottle was on the floor. (laughs) I I popped that bitch open like, like it was New Year's Eve, I guess. It was hilarious because it was before the cast started and Frank was like, I got a special one for you. And he opened it. And as soon as it, like, as soon as I heard the champagne cork go off, uh, that was the beer bottle cap. He Frank is like, he just disappeared off the camera, and I just hear a string of curse words. I'm like, oh hell, that's well. I I specifically broke these out tonight because I'm on my back patio, so anything that happens here can be cleaned up very easily. Yeah, and what happens um, there stays there. Am I right? Oh. Well, here's here's the other thing. Oh yeah, this is a good. good. This is a nine point beer yeah right and it it tastes like a a, a belgian triple mm-hmm. yeah and i really like belgian triples so <clears throat> yeah so i figured you know i'll give it another shot get it super cold like you suggested open it on the back patio during a cast so that we can all um experience what might have been a good moment and it turned out not to be too bad um <laughs> I'd say maybe I don't know, maybe a half a cup's worth of water spilled out on the grill. I'm sitting in front of my grill right now recording, so there's okay. that. Or behind the scenes, no beer left behind. BTS. That's good. You guys pay extra for that. You're welcome, subscribers. That's right. That's right. Welcome subscribers. Yeah, please please uh, edit that out and then throw throw a pitch in there and say if you want to hear what Frank said right there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's how we get. That's how we get your your paying customers. And those Ooh, of you who do donate, immediately to us, stop listening to that podcast. <laughs> and, and we'd like to thank those of you who donate to us each and every month, uh, direct deposited to my bank account. I really appreciate that. I thought we were using Venmo, man. You got a racket going on there. Yeah, yeah, Venmo, Venmo. That's what mm. we're using. Ven my bank account. Ven my Cone, cone my bank account is what we. Uh, oh shit! No, that uh, that beer was a, is a learning experience. I had never over carbonated a beer before, so that's good. I uh, was afraid it was infected, and there was extra fermentation happening in the bottle. And then went back and looked at my notes, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, no, I just did it wrong. That's good." So, <laughs> but you've—I I mean, you've me. had several of these, right? Like uh, of that of that beer, like bottles of that yeah. beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's good. Like it, it is a good beer. I. I'm not even been, with the overcarbonation. It is a very tasty. Um, like, would it be wrong to call it a dunkel? Yeah, that would be that would be very wrong. It'd be extremely so wrong. So, but the Belgian <laughs> people more like more. So I would I, I when I described the beer, it I described it as an overcarbonated American strong ale. But when you described it as a Belgian triple, pretty 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 accurate. It doesn't have any of the phenolics of a Belgian beer, but triples in in particular are typically. They get their style from the levels of carbonation and the clean mm. the clean fermentation that happens in a triple. Um, so yeah, I've actually described that beer as a brown triple as well, in that you get some of the malty characteristics uh, in the, from the special B malt that's in the beer, 
and the high carbonation definitely helps. The hops are really weird in that beer. They use Galaxy hops. Galaxy is one that can come off as diesel fuel. It can also come off as like this weird stone tropical. Don't people fruit. also normally use Galaxy hops in IPAs? Uh they can. Uh, they typically blend with Galaxy hops, so, so they'll use Galaxy hop in the background uh, as a bittering as a bittering hop, or they'll use it in conjunction with several other hops, hop varieties, to give a layer of flavor. Uh, using it throughout the boil is really weird. You get some real, real fun flavors in there. But well, I, I'll say it. The finish is very like brown IPA ish. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. Like a, like a toasted IPA, right? And I feel as though this beer could have been twelve percent easily. Yeah, because you do get a bit of a like a, a an, an ethanol finish, which isn't wrong. It's just a very high alcohol beer. Yeah, and one other thing that I I forget because I don't brew a whole lot of high alcohol beers is bottle conditioning and conditioning times. So uh, on a nine percent beer, typically those things can sit around for nine ten months before before they even mature enough because there's not a whole lot of malt and sugar left in that beer. It can probably stick around for another five, six months and be okay. Okay. So I'm going to let mine sit. I've got, like I said, I got about six beers left. I'm going to let them sit for up to a year and we'll see what they taste like. I'm well, I've got, I've got one more bottle left and I'll let that sucker sit there and then we'll taste them together one night. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's really interesting when you take, when you are, plugged into a beer throughout the entire process excuse me how that beer changes in flavor over time it's really cool yeah well good job ryan this one's a good one Thank it's you, just really carbonated very volatile <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's, handling a nuclear weapon it, yeah i know it's it's like handling handling glass dynamite like <laughs> sure it looks cool but it could blow up in your face at any point in time Willem, how was your your uh holiday holidays well, hold on now. I got a couple your, things here. Your high holy your holidays. Days. I got you guys, you guys brought a couple of things to mind, years. gang. Can oh, you hear me? Yeah, sorry. Can you hear me? Yes. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> first things first. Uh, fuck, what was it? Oh, oh, on that homebrew. Okay, so, uh, guess what happened to my homebrew of yours? So, I've, I got two bottles from you, Brian. Uh-huh. And I had some people over, and this oh, I had put Lord. them in the fridge after you had said, okay, you know, like, fine to be aged now, whatever. Yeah. Like, they had been aged enough and fine to drink. So I had, like, had them in the fridge for when I wanted them and whatever. Oh, no. And, you know, like, when we have people over, like, yeah, help yourself, what, you know, there's beer in the fridge, whatever. Um, 99% of people <laughs> go for... The, you know, uh, beers with labels, <laughs> like very obviously not a homebrew. One fucker goes in there and fucking cracks open one of the homebrews and just walking around the party with it. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I was so upset. Like, who does that? Do they like it? <laughs> uh, yeah, he says it's a really good beer, man. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, thanks. <laughs> I guess. I was, I was like That's the so absence funny. of mind on that one was uh, it was hidden. Yeah, it was <laughs> hidden in the fridge. It's not like we just like had it among the beer. But it's, it's also a handwritten label. Like yeah, yeah obviously not something you crack open. <laughs> oh my god! So I so I have. I want to say I have one other one. 
if if you need an extra, I'll 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 save one for you next time we see each other. I'll you know, okay. I bet that man is also the guy who like if he was roommates, he'd use the ketchup and then be like, oh. You're out of ketchup? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You live like, here, too. <laughs> yeah, I bet he's that uh, same dude. And then the other thing you brought to mind, you guys were talking about IPAs, and I I want to say last week <clears throat> or something, I don't know, recently, had, like, maybe the best, I don't know, like, be, like, you know, best, worst IPA, but the first IPA I ever remember being, like, truly balanced in flavor, where it's, like, I, I really like floral, mm-hmm. you know, the floral IPAs kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And while I do like that flavor, I always feel like it's either like the the um, the aroma is there, but like you don't really taste anything, right? Or it's like just way too much taste of the like it just like overbears all the other flavors in the IPA. Like as much as I like floral, it's you know it needs to be complemented by something. And I went to Heirloom. Rustic Ales, which is a new tap room that opened here, and I had their Cult Jam, which was a pale ale. So I don't know if they meant, you know, for it to be an IPA or whatever, but the floralness of that beer specifically was like <clears throat> knowing what I knowing, knowing the little that I do about uh, heirloom Rustic Ales. Um, they, sorry, they um. It's likely that it's all late hop edition, so you could get those like floral aromas and big like yeah. floral flavors, uh, and it would it would come off kind of assertive like an IPA, but have the ABV. Yeah, it's four. That that beer is four percent ABV. Yeah. So and and That's a good drink. Dry hopped, you said. Yeah. And so, yeah. Look, looking at it, it looks like it's a little hazy. So it may even have some adjuncts to it, which adjuncts in those hoppier beers tend to round out the bitterness. So it's not so assertive. Yeah, that's uh, that. That is quickly becoming one of my favorite styles of beer to drink in quantity. However, because they're so popular, they are expensive as shit, and that bums me uh, out because people can charge an arm and a leg. Rough tail, look yeah. at you. Um, but. There's other breweries out there who are doing similar things, Willem, uh, like uh, Cellus Brewery out of Austin. Frank, I know you had a couple of Cellus beers a, couple, uh, a while back, months ago now. But they have their IPA that they do, the Citrus Grandee, is like that. It's oh, okay. It smells like it might be an IPA, but then when you taste it, it's yeah, it's clearly a pale ale. It's like 5 5.5%, and it's yeah. so damn good. It's so good. So. That's good. I'm glad you found something that's that's different and out there. I yeah. like that. I like yeah, that one. place is dope. Anyone who's listening that's in you know the Tulsa area, that is a great uh, tap room that just opened up. The only shitty thing about the tap rooms is they have to close at nine in yeah. Oklahoma. So why is that? I don't know, but that's apparently changing too. But not till October. Oh, so, okay. Right now they. They only recently were even able to exist, like within the last, you know, calendar year. Yeah. And now, and part of that was until nine, but it's already changing till like nine or something. Oh, okay, that's good. Are yeah, they, Massachusetts was like that when they allowed open tap rooms. Are they? Are, they start off at like ten, and then I, I now yeah. it's like one a.m. Villem, are they doing growler fills there at Heirloom? Uh yeah, I think so. 
That's yeah, they, cool. they do. Or they and they also sell these big the thirty two ounce cans. Yeah, crowlers. Yeah, that's no, but, awesome. Oh yeah, yep, yeah. So I like anytime I go to places that do crowlers. I always talk to them about the sixteen ounce crowler and how important that is to consumers. Okay. And they look at me like like people look at me like I'm absolutely crazy. But there is one crowler or one growler bar here in Dallas that I will always go to because they offer sixteen ounce crowlers. Like for me, it's not about the value per ounce so much as it's like the drinking like I'm not gonna drink thirty two ounces of a beer in one second. Right. Like right. That's not going to happen. Once you open it, you kind of should finish it. Cause, yeah, yeah, it's not. It's going to be. You're going to pour it out if you don't That's finish true. it. So, and obviously, I don't have a whole lot of friends, and my friends aren't nearby, so I'm not sharing it with anybody. But the right. the 16 ounce crawler is key, and honestly, cost per it, to the to the retailer is not a whole lot different. Like, just get a couple extra cases of 16 ounce cans and see what you sell. I guarantee you can sell more. You know, higher yeah. dollar per ounce, and then move higher amount of products. I don't know. That is kind of, and that's a good. We were there, and we were going to get a thirty-two ounce of the beer that I was talking about just now, and uh, ended up not because we were like, it's, "That's a lot of beer." And, you know, it like, is. I have yeah. I have several sixty-four ounce growlers, like glass growlers, in my cabinet. I can't tell you the last time that I filled one up. Like I even branded one with a no beer left behind sticker and shit. So yeah. It's a little conversation starter when I go places, but <laughs> I'm trying to always, always be on brand and uh, talking about, Hey, you should check out our Instagram at no beer left cast. <laughs> um, but like, I can't tell you the last time I filled a 64 ounce growler up. Like it was, I think it's when I think the last time Jay came to visit, here and does the cap not help on a it, it on does a it does but 60 okay so a 64 ounce growler of a good quality craft beer can cost me about 20 bucks like yeah. i can get a 12 pack of bell's two-hearted ale in cans for 18 like i'm i'm gonna buy that yeah <laughs> before yeah. i buy a 20 dollar cra- uh, growler yeah because that i mean that 64 ounce is four beers it's yeah it's four beers and it's yeah. gonna be done in three days even if I, and it's an oxygen. It has cap. to be done in three days. Once you crack it, it loses carbonation so quickly. Well, it, no, it, it's not, it's not even once you crack it. Like once you pour it, it's. So I've yeah. heard I've heard that argument too, and I, I want to go on use our platform to explain, like, crowlers. Yes, they're in a can. No, it is not a production canned product. Just because it's in a in a sealed can. That beer has been exposed to oxygen. Like it, it would be like me canning water out of a faucet and being like, "It's the same thing as bottled water." It clearly yeah, isn't. <laughs> but all these people need to know is that the final process in a canning operation, when they extract that, uh, the thing that fills up the filler, the, the the yeah the the bottle, the can, whatever. There's always a burst of inert gas that goes in CO2. to replace the oxygen. Then it gets sealed. Like, so there's so there's also studies done on that. Uh, so the, the the study there is that CO2 is the gas that they push down on top of the beer, on top of the liquid, and CO2 being heavier than air pushes the air out of the out of the vessel. And then when the cap is laid on it, it's just sealed with CO2. While that is true, there are also studies done by really high, high, highly intelligent uh, brewing universities like Cal State Berkeley. Oh uh, yeah, dude, and, come on. And Oregon State, Community they, College of California. You well, know, 
Um, you misspoke there. No, no. So it's the dissolved oxygen is how they how they rate packaging. The dissolved oxygen in cans is like three times higher than what it can be in bottles because you can put bottles under pressure because they're a glass vessel. Yeah. So you get less oxygen in bottles. Yes, you get light passing through, but. There is an argument to be made there. So the argument that I'm making here, the, the more practical argument, is if you're doing a crowler fill off of a tap in a growler bar or a tap room, wherever you get a crowler filled, that crowler, basically that can, doesn't matter how much inert gas you put on top of that liquid once you stop dispensing the liquid, it takes you about 30 seconds to get that can from the, from the tap over to the crowler machine and the crowler machine sure. to seal. The CO2 is null. You've exposed that beer to oxygen, a significant amount of oxygen. Now, if you keep it cold, it will be passable within three days. And passable meaning like a brewery would pass that beer through like quality standards. Maybe. Maybe. If the lines are clean and everything in a perfect scenario in that growler bar. But when people age crowlers for like months, that's, that's nightmare. That's nightmarish. That? Well, it's because they can only get their hands on, on a beer via Crowler, and they're like, hey, this is such oh. a cool deal. This is what I'm doing. That's why I had a, a company reach out to us on Instagram called Craft Beer X. You can go ahead and check them out. I don't give a shit. I do not agree with their, with their, their business model, which is go to these local craft breweries who only do growler, or Crowlers of beer. So you can get a 30, I think they're 32 or 16 ounce Crowlers. So... Uh, canned versions of beer that they can up and they send to you every month. First off, each month is a hundred dollars. It's a hundred dollars subscription. You for how much? For sixteen cans of beer. No, twelve, uh -oh. can, 12, 12 cans of beer. What? Now, even if they're thirty-two ounce crawlers, like that's still a, that's a decent deal if you're looking at it. Like if you went to a growler bar and you got thirty-two ounce pours. Like, no, but that's not what you're comparing that to. You're comparing no. that to your Beer of the Month Club. Exactly. So even the Beer of the Month Club is pretty expensive when you look down at dollars per per uh, vessel. But, I mean, at least those are... can. Yeah, something like that. But even those are, are production. Th 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 that's the difference there. Those are production bottles. Like, those are meant to be bottled. Those are meant to be, like, shipped yeah. for at least six months. They'll be good. However, these the Craft Beer X doing crowlers, like, God only knows when those were canned. Even if they were canned within, like, at the moment they went into UPS. If UPS takes you three days to get a to get a package to you, you're then drinking 12 beers within 24 hours to get the optimal freshness. Like, I do not agree with that at all. Like, if, if I'm a brewer yeah. and my product is going out, I do not want it going out through that, through that service. Because there's somebody in this country getting my product, and they're like, this tastes like shit. It's a really cool, yeah. rare beer, but it tastes terrible. I can almost guarantee you that the breweries that are involved in that business don't think of it that way. They don't. No, I bet. I, no, I, I, I don't think they know. <clears throat> I bet you what happens is this guy comes and says, Hey, if I buy whatever, a hundred crowler cans from you, can I get 10% off? Yeah. And then he factors that into his business model and this is his business. Now, fine. When he grows to some amount of subscribers, that might become an issue for him. Yeah, um, that's true. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, dude, <clears throat> unfortunately, people don't know enough about the, the, the beer making process to understand that. I mean, wh what I was saying, I, I wasn't arguing between cans and, 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 and bottles. What I was simply saying is 
is they do hermetically seal and do as much as they can oh, yeah. to keep oxygen so that that burst of inert gas that is heavier than oxygen, which means it stays in the bottle as it travels down the line, it gets done right after the bottle is filled. Oh, so yeah. it's it's like it's literally like the minimal the, the absolute minimum amount of oxygen. And you're right, like if if a person has to walk over to go seal the can and then <clears throat> the only thing that's in that can is a space for oxygen and the beer itself that that serves itself to only be able to be viable for so long and and that's okay if you're buying it to drink in the next 3 to 5 days yep that's fine just be sure that you don't do what I did <laughs> buy 264 ounces <laughs> and then crack them and try to go in between the two <laughs> Yeah, don't oh, do that. You can do drink, it. Finish the one and then drink the other one is much better for yeah the entire longevity of the beer than to go, oh, I'm going to have a glass of this and a glass of that tonight. And then you're like four days later sitting with this massive thing of porter that has no carbonation, <laughs> well, <laughs> if which you... is fine. If there's a beer out there that doesn't have carbonation, is drinkable, it's a porter. That's, 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 that is that's that's actually a very true statement, Frank. Uh, yeah, no, I... I wanted Villem. I'm sorry that I I kind of took a rant out of out of your discussing uh, rustic heirloom, uh, but I wanted to make sure that point got across because I feel like people yeah. just assume that it's in a can, it's going to stay forever. Tisn't tisn't. I, w- at all. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought about it either. I mean, it would have been. I probably would have been the guy to go <clears throat> buy the crowler. I would never age it. <laughs> Listen, unless you're giving me a good Barolo. I'm not aging shit, okay? And a Barolo is a wine that takes about 15 years to become good, okay? Hey, I got to... Bottle gotta, age about 15 years for that thing to be drinkable. Hey, I got a, I got a trade offer on a beer that is six years old, and okay. I'm thinking about taking him up on it. He's down in New Orleans, and I think uh, if, we, if, if I end up going over the summer, I think I might have to meet up in person with a little uh, uh, Fort Worth sour beer to see if I can't talk him out of it because it'll go, it'll go perfect in my flight that I've got aging for four years now. So, okay. I mean, and if you sell or age beer, like I've I've heard good things about that, but it's to me, it's just not my thing. Right. Oh yeah. And, and, and especially not if I'm at the brewery tasting beer. Oh shit. No. So I got last year for my birthday, I got a, I got a crowler from a good buddy of mine. He, I mean, he hooked me up with I mean, a crazy amount of rare beer, and then in there was a crowler, and I was like, the, in my mind, the fuck is this? <laughs> because I looked at the date, and the thing was like two, three months old, and I was like, oh, shit. oh it's going to be bad. Didn't let on anything. Uh, but the difference is, whenever I see something like that, I'm interested to see what it tastes like. So, yeah. And I also know what the beer should taste like, and that I can taste the differences uh, what it should taste like. Anyway, I kind of nerded out on the beer and that's, that's what kind of set me off. I'm like somebody like he gave it to me thinking like this is because everything else that he gave me was super, super rare and super, super good. This beer was rare, but it was old and not like aged old. <laughs> it was just old. old. Yeah. Um, and then I've heard several other people. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna get crowler that Canada. Leave it in the fridge. I was going to, I'm going to sell her that crowler. I'm like, no, you're not. You're going to have a shitty beer in four months. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Well, that was a good knowledge path. I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand what a crowler is. So, no. Good. That's my knowledge drop. Willem, uh, I see that you're on to your second beer. Is that correct? 
Yeah, that's right. Are you going with a left Damn hand beer? Right, Brian. <laughs> Le- left hand beer tonight? Left hand, yes. And so, Willem, you also had you also had the you had a couple points, and the first point diverted into Brian talking about crawlers. Right. Well, let's move on to point number two. Maybe our whole cast is just Willem trying to get through. No, no, we didn't. For the <laughs> <laughs> no, the first point was having. Ah, fuck, no, I don't remember. The second point was the really good IPA, though. Uh, okay. I'm trying. I forget what the first. Yeah, point the was, first but... point was that growler bar that opened up that was really good with the good IPA. That that was your first point. Fuck. What was then, the second point? Then we didn't move on. Fast. Ah, shit. All right. Uh, well, regardless, what I'm having <laughs> is the left hand traveling light Kolsch. Style ale. (laughs) And important two words in that name, I swear. Because I was duped into thinking that this was the best Kolsch I had ever had. Because Mm. this is really fucking good. Mm. But it now it makes more sense that it's not straight up a Kolsch Kolsch style ale. So it's like not nearly as sour as I've known Kolsch's to be. Kolsch's should never be sour. Oh, really? I'm sorry to break that to you. Well, Evil Twin makes a Kolsch sour (laughs) motherfucker. They should not be. Are you sure it's not Goza? Goza? Is Evil Twin an overrated brewery? Yeah. Like, I feel like everything is just, like, very sour. So... I, it's not just very no. They they make several porters as well. It's just, no. I've never tasted one of their porters, Frank. I've expensive. never tasted one of their porters. Really? <laughs> yeah. On the East Coast, they sell their porters everywhere. Now, uh, I've n- Evil Twin is that Gypsy Brewer, and they are they 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 do brew some wild out there beers. Their beers kind of they can taste very similar. Their stouts all taste the same. Doesn't matter what stout what is added into it, it all tastes the same. The same way with his his brother McKellar, they. Every one of his beers tastes like Elmer's glue. It's fucking terrible. I've never had a. I've had one McKellar beer that was great, uh, and it was uh, Beer Geek Brunch Weasel. It was fantastic, but that was it. That was the only one I've ever had. Evil Twin, on the other hand, their hoppy beers, pretty good. Molotov, any of the Molotov variants are really good. Every one of their other beers, pretty shitty. Uh, I'll attest. I'll attest to the Mission beer. That was the only evil twin beer that I had that I, I drank it and I was like, I can do this. And I think it, it paired really well with the food. Right. So, so I think that really helped, but that yeah, evil twin, I, I normally steer away. It's, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's too uppity brandy. I'll get, I'll okay. Definitely uh, it's okay. Brandy. So I don't want to, I love their branding. I fucking love cool no i'm saying uppity like as far as everybody thinks that they're so good and price but, per price per can yeah oh, but then yeah. you pay oh, you pay yeah. the amount that you pay to get some evil twin and it's like okay half of this cost is going into paying for this brand yep. yeah and and the beer the beer is decent it's not bad beer i tell you what but it's like i'm buying line and kugel's berry vice at <laughs> a, a six-pack like it's bullshit yeah, <clears throat> uh, yeah. If you if you had an evil twin Kolsch that was sour, villain, I I apologize. Even there if is you, a sour bikini Kolsch. Now that, 
supposed to no, be no, no. They're 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 bikini. Uh, I forget what it's called. It's like itsy bitsy bikini or something like that. Uh, no bikini beer. Their bikini beer yeah, yeah, yeah. was bikini beer, yeah. was fantastic, and I'm pretty sure it was just a. I thought it was just like a Berliner Weiss sour ale. It's something yeah. super low alcohol. Yeah, it's like two percent. Like yeah, two percent beer. Yeah. So I, that's regardless, why okay. So just to round out a point here. Sorry. Uh, I might be mistaken about Kolsch's being sour. I guess I misunderstand what a Kolsch is, but as far as I remember, Kolsch's just are not. Or generally, you know, like I've never like been super impressed by a Kolsch. Yeah, they're so pretty I, boring. This one was really good. And I was like, oh shit, this is probably like my favorite Kolsch. And it's a Kolsch style ale. And it's 4% alcohol or 4.8%. And it's really delicious. This is actually a really good beer. Don't let don't let the name, the, the style definition bring you down, Willem. If you like it, drink it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good with it. I'm just... Left Hand makes a fantastic beer. Yeah. So here, here's a question, Brian. Yes. Um, so Oklahoma recently went to, um, they they're able to sell the six point beer cold. Nope. Nope. Not until not? Tw- not until 2019. Oh, okay, but they they did open up the distributors playbook and nope. allow more. Not until <laughs> they just the, the only thing they allowed was for I think they allowed for cold storage and distribution ha- warehouses. And they okay. allowed for, and cold storage there is like seventy or sixty, whatever it is. Really? Uh, and cold storage. What about right. wine? Sorry, sorry, not to divert. Uh, can you can uh, you store wine at a reasonable temperature? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could. I, I, I guess I, I'm probably exaggerating. Like you can you can refrigerate kegs uh, of beer in a distributor. And I'm pretty sure now that the cores wouldn't distribute down there. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm pretty sure you it's it they've loosened up the cold storage options for for distributors so they may be able to cold store down to like 40 or whatever like actually properly okay. cold store wine I'm not sure I know the the one thing that they did change Villa mentioned it earlier where they can sell high point alcohol to go from a tap room which did yeah. not have that didn't occur before 2017 but what what opened up the ability for evil twin and those people to come in <sighs> Oh, no, they've always been able to come in. Uh, they were probably in not too long after we left college. Those types of breweries. Uh, I mean, don't you remember there was some villa? Maybe you can dogfish. There was some kind of change agent that then allowed a lot of these. Uh, I, honestly, I think it's just the uh, like the the knowledge, the education of the Oklahoma beer consumer that brought in a few more. Uh, Specialized you guys have breweries. a lot more now. Well, yeah, and that's because they know what is coming down the line, Frank. There's so, the, the only thing I can think of is uh, there was that vote on allowing the sale of cold beer at at grocery stores, but that yes. again that doesn't take place. Everywhere. Yeah, that doesn't take place until 2019 now. So, right, but you know they get established so. exactly. That's exactly what I was getting ready to say. Is that mm-hmm. they they have to like they have okay. to get a brand a branding going in that area because unless they bring in off premise, they can't start selling kegs to bars. So, okay, uh, because Oklahoma is that that they do have that going for them that if you bring in one brand, you have to bring in every brand in your portfolio. Oh, or wow. every brand within reason of the portfolio. That's cool. So that's we'll get like one twenty minute and shit here. And, this limited yeah. release type shit, mm-hmm. which is good. It's also 
it, it's going to be frustrating for an uneducated beer market. And I call Oklahoma an uneducated beer market because you, y'all don't have it available everywhere. So it's going to be a limited selection of people who are exposed to $16 six packs of Ballast Point Sculpin. Yeah. And like when you start seeing that shit on the shelf hot, you're like, why the fuck would I ever buy this? Like, there's no reason for me to buy this unless you've tasted it before cold and you're like, oh, this beer. Or you're aware of like the limited nature of it. Exactly. Well, Sculpin is a year round beer, see? And that's where it can get even more like. Yeah. You, there's a, there's an even bigger knowledge gap there. Dogfish Head has done a good thing where they have basically priced themselves into their own pricing tier. And when they did that, when they when they started doing 10.99 six packs at like grocery stores, yeah, that that's unheard of. When you can buy other craft beer for 8.99, like, yeah. why would I ever spend that? I'll be you? honest. It's I'll be honest. It's a tough sell. <laughs> Give me a 10.99 Dogfish any day over. Sculpin. I know it's sacrilege. I know it's sacrilege. Really? It's on taste. Yeah. Huh. Um, I I love Sculpin, but I I have a hard time uh, reconciling with the price, which is what you're talking about, Brian. I'm I'm right there with you, man. I I I double take a lot. I I just can't do it. I I, I guess I probably don't like IPAs enough to pay $16.99 for that amount of beer, but I I I like IPAs enough to go sixty minute, ninety minute, twelve ninety nine, ten ninety nine, perfect. Like I'll do that. Um, but yeah, the the grapefruit sculpin or the sculpin, I just can't do it. It's too expensive and just not that good in my opinion. Yeah, if it's not your, if it's not much. in your wheelhouse, don't do it. Definitely don't. No. <laughs> so there's a liquor store down here. It's my nearest liquor store. And I'm not. I won't call out the name or anything, but. They were trying to sell that um, that dogfish head stout. That's like worldwide you know, the, stout. Or, yeah, world. Yeah, it was like. Anyway, they were trying to sell those in four packs. Yeah, <laughs> and it be, you couldn't break them. That's <laughs> so tough. They're, they're trying to get forty dollars for a <laughs> and like they will not sell you an individual one. That's a and tough I was one. Like, Okay. And I like went down the street, and another store was selling them individually. Yeah, that's what what the fuck they did. But next time I went back, they were selling single. (laughs) Did you? Is that when you got one? I get. I you'd already. I was just able to go down the street like a couple days later, and the other (laughs) store had the same thing, and they were selling singles. So I I run into that regularly down here. Uh, So Dogfish Head up until two years ago, you couldn't buy them in four packs. Right. Yeah. They were always singles, just be yeah. limited, yeah. limited availability. Excuse me. Now they're, they're like, people are wanting to sell them in four packs. Cause that's how they come in a case. You're just like, wait, are you, are, are you kidding me right now? I'm not paying 41 99 yeah. for four beers. You get the straight the hell out of here. That's exactly what happened <laughs> to me is, uh, I grabbed the four pack and the guy's like, you know, you know how much those are, right? And I was like, yeah, I fucking know how much. Like, I knew it was going to be expensive, but I'm thinking like 20 bucks, you know, or yeah. something like that. And uh, so I get up there and he reads through my total. I just gotten that and like <laughs> another six pack or something. And he's like, 
fifty dollars <laughs> and you know, whatever it was. And I'm like, uh no, there's I'm gonna put these back. <laughs> I would have been like, You can put those back. I'm gonna take this six yeah, back. You've lost your mind. So. <laughs> you mean the real price? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's the real price? Not the joke price. What's the yeah, real yeah, price yeah. of this? Because that's obviously some sort of inside joke that you guys are playing on me, right? Right? Oh, 42. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. God that's too funny. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. I think we may have so, just had an earthquake over here, but I'm not, like, entirely sure. Are you tripping right now? You, you bang. Nah, I shouldn't be. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, what, where do you go for that? Um, I, I think you go to AOL, AOLnews.com and then you type in, <laughs> did I just feel an earthquake? I don't even remember that. <laughs> log into your mail account with AOL first. Yeah, log into you, Yahoo Mail. Okay, you're going to want to log Once in. you're done logging into that. Frank, Skater, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's too good. Oh, my God. Uh... <laughs> All right, so... So Brian, yes, I've, I've got a couple of grinds my gears, and I know Parker's not here. That's fine. I, I can still, <clears throat> I can still hit the grind your gears uh, promo, and I'll just say Frank and over let's, Parker. Yeah, let's do that, and that'll let's give the that. time for the train to pass too. So, all right, Parker, Frank, what's gonna get you all fired up? <laughs> There you go. All right. So as a courtesy to society, just stop buying cryptocurrencies, please. Um, Now, beating a dead horse here, but just stop it. Um, Into my actual Grind My Gear segment, um, church billboards. Uh, Church billboards that decide to lambast individuals on the way to and fro. Okay. All right. Um, you're talking about those judgmental billboards? Yeah, the judgmental billboard. Um, and then the ones that try to be funny but don't execute on it, right? Oh. Um, Are you talking dad joke church billboards? Not dad joke uh, church billboards so much. Well, those are bad too, but those I can chuckle at. Um, I could chuckle at them and then I'm like, but you're a church. That's weird. <laughs> They're the ones that they try to be funny, but if you read it, so, so I sent you all the picture of the Santa offers ho, 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 Jesus offers uh, health, help, and hope. So That's terrible. Apparently, someone, including myself, missed out on three prostitutes for Christmas. Um, and I'm a little disappointed, and I don't think that's what the church meant. No, that, so, can't, that can't be what the church meant. No, so just stop, <laughs> stop trying to be so witty on those things. Hold on, let me. Uh, I got you know what? I just remembered that I have this for you. Oh, puppy! <laughs> Forgot I had that stinger. Well, it's it's just. I mean, it's so frustrating, right? Like you walk past, drive past, run past, bike past any religious establishment, and I mean, the Catholics have their version of it, right? Like, come here if you're pregnant and you don't know what to do. <laughs> All right, sure. Maybe stop by there. And then afterwards, stop by, I don't know, your mom's house. Ask her what she'd do. Um, sort of maybe if you're Sick not a burn. you don't get to say. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's 
It's just weird. The whole thing is just weird. Are you pregnant? Stop by here. Sort of intimidating now. Like most of these Catholic churches are nicer than any nicer than any house I've ever lived in. So uh, yeah, it's I don't know. Willem, how do you feel about church billboards? <laughs> you know, uh, I'm the right person to ask about this. <laughs> <laughs> Generally, it just seems right. <laughs> I would agree with you, honestly. But as of late, I've had a pretty good outlook on them because the church right around the corner here for me, they post really good, positive messages. Like, I got to be honest with you. that's the way to do it. Isn't and it? it's always like a little tongue in cheek and whatever. Like, like, if I was like, man, I need to go to church on Sunday. Like, I feel like going to church. I would probably hit up this church because it's, yeah. like, very laid back and, like, I don't know. It's just – they – it's kind of – I don't know. They, they do a good job. Okay. So, so you know, back in the day, everybody will know what I'm talking about here. Like, they've got normally the church billboard. You've got your worship time. You might have a line for the verse of the week, right, the little scripture reading for the week. And then possibly a quip, and it's a quote, no longer than kind of, I don't know, maybe eight words that they'll throw up there on that billboard. Now, nowadays, it's like fire and brimstone. Like everything's about to come down in your head kind of stuff coming on these billboards. That's not what I'm there. I'm not there for that. It's too much. It's too much. So... I, I just feel as though if we're going to drive past these establishments every day, just give me a little short, give me a little short power up, right? Like, like a little Mario Kart, a Mario Kart power up. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> all right. <laughs> How do you feel about this, Brian? I, I, I'm sorry. I, I was distracted by my dad leaning into the back. <laughs> He's <laughs> waving at people. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. Yeah, I think or something. <laughs> he did do that. Hi, Frank and Willem's dad. He's out. Well, it's hilarious because the window behind you is completely dark, and you just see it's your just dad. Barely a face. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. That's uh, sorry. You um, had to be there, listeners. Yeah, that's a little. Yeah. Hey, no, Willem. That's what you get when you. When you pay the premium subscription to Nobody Left Behind. Right. If you want to know why they were laughing, <laughs> pay us money. Immediate and we'll <laughs> and we'll include you on our Google Hangouts invite link at random time at after nine o'clock every night. It's NBLB after dark, dark, dark. <laughs> Only when we record, though. Uh, we, <laughs> who that could get really weird, though, huh? Get that Aaron guy back on here from Alabama. You remember him? <laughs> anyway, uh, back to church billboards. I like going. I like reading church billboards on Twitter on uh, like Sundays or Mondays whenever they post stuff. That's pretty cool. And some of the stuff is like inside church humor or whatever. I, I just <laughs> really and truly church. There's never been a church billboard that's been like, man, that got me. Yeah, that got yeah, that, that got me my Jesus heart. Is, when they when they write him, do you think that that's what they think they're doing? No, no. The thing that like it, knowing what I know about like churches, it, it's a marketing ploy. <laughs> yeah, if it gets, no, people, it if it gets people to gets you to buy Sprite, if it gets you if it gets people to stop and look at their billboard, then the chances of them stopping like when they feel like they need to go to church, like Villain was saying, if they, if they feel like they need to go to church, they may be more likely to stop in there. And if that's yeah. what they do, then it worked. If it doesn't offend people, if, as long as they're not being like, 
whites are cool, blacks suck. Come to Lutheran Bible Church. You're like, whoa. All right. If we're being honest now, that even that'll work today. Well, yeah, it's gonna it's it's got an audience, unfortunately. But (laughs) well, uh, so so yeah, church church billboards just tame it down. We we don't just reel it in. We don't we don't need this guilt trip every time we drive past. That doesn't make you want to step foot in the door. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make you want to step in there. It's like, have a great day today. Just, just let me read that once a day. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Hey, your vacation is closer than you think. <laughs> right, there's two of them right there. I mean, how about yeah, how about the, you know we what? can keep this going, right? Like, what would you put on a church billboard, Brian? Um, don't be a dick. Oh, no, fair that's, enough. That's what I would nope. put every day. Don't be a male genitalia. No, Philip, dick. Just there? a dick. <laughs> I would just throw a penis emoji on there, like a pe- like like. How about how about just stop worrying, right? Like good one, good one, Villem, you got one, you got one. How about now? How about now? Villem is too busy screenshotting yeah. uh, Parker's statements on <laughs> our internal <Sorry>. thread. <laughs> yeah, that iPhone's not as important as you think it is. No, there's another one. I'm not as there's drunk as you. <laughs> I'm not as think as you drunk I am. There's yeah, another I'm one. Think as you drunk I am. I mean, we could write these. And you only need to write fifty-two of them. No one will remember. Okay, uh, they they might if you say blacks rule or blacks suck, and then you yes. like they would remember that one. That one would get someone's attention. Like I'm if you saying, if you wrote listen. kill whitey on one of those billboards, someone would be like, yeah, but hey, I remember that church. Honestly, that's amateur hour, right? You're, you're there. <laughs> there to draw people in. So what are you going to be doing? Uh, God. You know, what, you know, drawing in a very specific. You just know your niche. I mean, yeah, yeah, racist. Got, got it. <laughs> now, uh, if you said we have little boys, you're going to get a specific kind of people. They're all going to be wearing white collars. Yeah. <laughs> the Catholic Church is around town, empty out, free show up. This parish lost twenty percent of its parishioners. I don't know what happened. Boys were the entire priestdom at a service. The boys were backing out of service slowly. So regardless, hey, yeah, no, I mean, what I'll say is, church billboards lighten it up. We don't, we don't need this like drop of knowledge every. You know what? Freaking day. Because you know they put that stuff up on Sunday and they're like, oh my God, that spoke to me in service. Praise him. And the person putting Praise it up, him. are they driving by it every day going, yes. oh man, I really wish I didn't do that. Dude, I guarantee you, there, no, there, there is a Facebook. <laughs> like a church high. <laughs> there's a Facebook. Th- <laughs> it's They take the, more, the, the, the church sign, walk of shame. They walk by, they drive by it, and they're like, son of a bitch. Yeah. No, no you know there's a no, Facebook Pastor thread. John made me do that, and, and I'm not proud of it, but he gets me every Sunday. Can I just every say, Sunday, he just charges me so deep in the heart. We all are and probably know several people who do this exact thing on social yes. media. So. Yes. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, so what I was gonna say is I hate I hate storage facilities. Okay. 
First off, don't charge me. Yeah, for waste of space. Don't yeah, don't charge me for you know what? If you if you need a place to store something, I will charge you twenty five dollars a month to put a, a handful of shit in my garage. Okay, yep. I'll just portion it, portion it off from the shit that I oh have. Oh my, in my god, garage. Brian, Brian, stop talking right now. That is a business model. Stop it. We are developing that villain. No boxes left behind. We'll keep the same branding. It'll be great. <laughs> So I'm just saying that is a hell of an idea, right? You you have st- no. It's the Uber of storage. I'm dead serious. <laughs> yes, that is an incredible idea. I can rent out part of my garage to store something, and someone pays me every month. Come on now. <laughs> no, don't laugh at that. Is a villain. That's un. That is a great idea. Yeah, I get twenty five percent. Anyway, so what I, like I don't it. like, what I don't if like, people trust each other. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Like, sure. yeah, I uh, got some off in this car. And how does this insurance gets a little shady? Yeah, situation. Not a rapist. Yeah, I was gonna say, and then it goes into, uh, hey, I'll store your, I'll store your stuff for you as long as it's women's clothing only. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'll just yeah, keep yeah, it I in the back of the closet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's a lot of naysayers in society, people. That's what you learned on the cast. No, you're not a naysayer. You're just trying to poke holes in it. Yeah. Yep. That's or, fair enough. Or, not on the cast, though. Or expose myself <laughs> to reality. Not on the cast. <laughs> Let's not do this right now. Oh, okay. Sorry. 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 <laughs> anyway, so it'll never work. <laughs> yeah, damn it. Here's our customer base disintegrating. <laughs> Millions of listeners. No one's going to be part of but, the we're up rack to... and stack. <laughs> Is that what you're calling it now? It, we're up to billions now. Uh, what I was going to say is... Yeah, we're calling it Rack and Stack. It's yeah. going to be Rack and Stack, and then Rack and Stack Ryan Elite. And, and Rack, and, Rack and Stack Elite is going to be able to rent out storage units. <laughs> Elite? Yeah. yeah and we're going to have love <laughs> Rack and Stack XL. The whole house. This is a lot. <laughs> It just turned like we just we just we buy a whole bunch of extra pods like those portable on demand storage units. Rack and XL, motherfucker, pay my mortgage. Technically not, dude. And then we could do an offshoot TV show after people if people don't pay. And you're like selling your shit, and you call it garage sale. You're like <laughs> just cracking just good, like. Pro Diamond, where you just actually buy the house. From you. That's where we get, like you start buying foreclosed <laughs> homes. <laughs> and then, at what point do we run for president? At what, what do point you all do we do anything from storing stuff in people's garages <laughs> to buying, to selling the whole goddamn? <laughs> It's that, such a versatile. Hey, it's, hey, yeah, back. I mean, think of the industry <laughs> verticals that we're combining here in the hey, one business. Hey, back home, back home in my hometown, there was a the, the ambulance, <laughs> the ambulance company. I shit you not, the ambulance company, the uh, senior home, like the home for the elderly, whatever they call. It. Why am I not? Why can't I think nursing home? And the funeral home were all owned by the same family. So, oh shit! That's you wanna, vertical integration. You want to talk about getting into an industry, and they're like, "What can we do oh, to guarantee?" My, that's unsettling. How many people do you think they like purposely got let expire, <laughs> got stuck <laughs> in some traffic, so they can hit their quota oh, over God. at the funeral home? Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> so Frank, your idea uh, is great. Let me know how Rack and Stack takes off. 
Oh, well, you listen, South by Southwest coming up in four weeks. Are we going to be, are, is Rack and Stack going to be the prime sponsor? Get a slot and flesh out a booth and an entire business plan and prototype. There's a dare. <laughs> listen, people are literally pooping on stages as prototypes. Like, here's my prototype. <laughs> Frank's prototype's got a genie garage door opener attached to it. <laughs> Bam! Do you guys have a garage? No, this is my speech. This is my speech. This is going to be my long speech at South by Southwest. Envision a future where if you have a box or a boat and you have nowhere to put it, you can rent space. Without going down the road. He's got a PowerPoint behind him that has... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, like, clicking through it. And initially, it's, like, each PowerPoint slide is just a word. Written in Sharpie. A place. I got you. I got your music. (laughs) It's all written in Sharpie. Yeah. And it's actually just someone holding up sheets of paper. (laughs) It's not a big PowerPoint. We're talking a crowd of 500, and someone's holding up... Eight and a half by elevens with Sharpie. <laughs> That's four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine a place where you can get storage on demand. <laughs> Imagine a life where storage pays you. Welcome to Rackspace. He's got a black coat on with some. Like jeans or something. No, welcome to Rack and Stack. Sorry, I just quoted an actual business. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> welcome to Rack and Stack. I mean, I I think I've got this nailed, people. Uh, yeah, so find me at the Ritz Carlton, uh, yeah. San Francisco, in about ten years. Okay, um, that long, I, huh? I might Slow buy playing. you an appetizer. You don't think you'll go public in two years and just cash out? No, 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 no. Listen, the modern system tells you it's all about the crypto ICOs. So maybe I'll raise money through my crypto ICO. We've left. We've lost Frank. Um, uh, I don't know what so happened. regardless, here's another one that just gets me going. Hold on, bro. Right. Hold uh, on. We know about. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, Poppy. Frank, we'll get you fired up. Well, I mean, it's difficult to say. There are a lot of things, but specifically grappler tires. Okay. All right. All right. I feel like this is about to be super specific to Austin or Texas in general. No, no. Grappler tires exist everywhere. If people own Wranglers or they own Forerunners. You're talking about FJ Cruisers. Okay. Which happens everywhere in this world. Jeep Wranglers, not the jeans, guys, okay? No, 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 not Brett Favre style. <laughs> so, if you own any of those vehicles, and you think it is reasonable to drive around with some grappler tires, okay, how do you do it? Like, the amount of road noise coming off those tires alone annoy me for the moment that you drive past me when I'm outside of your car. I cannot imagine you're road tripping on this shit, which many of you are because you bought the grappler tire 
you bought the Rubicon you couldn't afford, right? God forbid someone should puncture one of those tires or it should get treaded or whatever. You're sitting with a $600 tire you can't replace. I mean, come on, come on. And, and, and grappler tires, it leads me into the discussion about high-priced pickup trucks. Half of y'all can't afford this shit. Not even half. 90% of you cannot afford that's, what you're buying. That's, Why are you doing this? That's where, Why are you doing this? That's where you might be wrong. <laughs> no. No. So the pickups, while they do hold crazy value, especially like, mm, I don't know, let's just say like half or three-quarter ton pickups. They, yeah, that's not. Most people buy a one-ton pickup. So... All right, so it's three fifty and four fifty. Like, if you're talking the F series, no, that's that's the one fifty, right? Is that no. a half ton? A yeah. half ton. Yeah. Oh, okay, half so half ton pickups. No, I'm talking. I'm talking like three quarter ton, one ton pickups. Then. Okay, fair enough. So diesel motors, grand. yeah, yeah, they hold their value extremely well. Okay, but they will also run until the earth stops spinning. Most sure, of them. if they're diesel. Yeah, if they're diesel. And they can also like my brother-in-law has a rig- but I'm not I'm not talking about those. Okay, what are you talking about? I'm talking about half tons. Oh, like F one fifties that are lifted. Half ton one fifty trucks that now cost a reasonable human being forty eight to fifty five thousand grand. Fifty five thousand um, grand. That is yeah, so much right, money right. sounding. Fifty five million dollars. <laughs> fifty five. Thanks, grand. Trump. Jesus Christ! What have you done? <laughs> So fifty-five grand. I mean, it's just. I'm sorry. There, there's no market for that vehicle, um, especially at the rate people are buying them, at the rate they're trying to get rid of them. The amount of new ones you see on the road. Like, what are these people doing? Going out paying this amount. I agree. The two fifty, the three fifty. Yeah, those are work trucks. Ninety percent of people don't buy them because they can't afford them. Honestly, uh, I would say that the people buying <laughs> buying the the high end 150s are probably writing them off in various ways. Either their business is buying it, they're they're. They, have you seen what ridiculous? Brian, number? the low end F one fifty is forty eight thousand dollars. Well, that's not the low end. The low end is going to be right around twenty grand. No, nope, it's no. not. It's not. Go look. No. You, you, you can't, okay, Frank? Are you fucking kidding me? You can't find you can't find a you can't find a two door I I you can't find a two door half ton pickup truck with the Texas Oklahoma package for under twenty five thousand dollars. You nope, can't can I, do it. Can I? Okay. Can I slide you guys a insane fact? Sure. The F one fifty is the most Shut car up. is this in the United States <laughs> and it it's like 48 out of 50 states most popular vehicle you know what so I, you, you know you might be right about like you know like some people do that you know write them off business expense can't afford them like you know whatever but you cannot tell me that the most popular vehicle. I mean, that that's a really expensive, most popular vehicle. $40,000 most expensive. So wait, hold on. But this month is Ford truck month. So you mean to tell me I can't <laughs> right now, Frank, so here, right now, Frank, Brian, right now, Brian. right now I can find, I look in at one. It's 24905 
for an F one fifty XL, two thousand eighteen. Go try to buy that. Go try to buy that. Okay, don't fucking put stipulations on my credit score, Frank. <laughs> no, like, I'm good luck trying that. to get good doing that. it. You're gonna. I'm to... saying. <clears throat> so, are are you on the Ford side or in a dealer site? At a dealer site. Okay, and they say they have a 2018 for 24.9. Yes. Okay, so just just try it, Frank. The Ford Raptor. To. The Ford Raptor is fifty two thousand dollars. <laughs> Go no, I go to on... the dealership and try to get that $27,000 car. Oh, yeah. It's not possible. They don't have it. It's on the site to get you onto the lot. I'm telling you, okay, the only so, thing Rick... on the lot that sells starts at like 42 and ends at about 59, 65, depending on whether or not you get like the fully tits out uh, King Ranch edition. It's these trucks are not, and, and, and that bare bones, 27, 24, whatever thousand dollar truck you're looking at has nothing. Yeah. Like it doesn't have power steering. Okay. Like, it it absolutely a... <laughs> has power steering. Dumbass. <laughs> okay, I'm, not saying, I'm just, that was a joke. All right. Saying, like, it literally has, it doesn't, it definitely doesn't have power windows. It's got like, it, it doesn't have anything and that's fine for someone that uses it as a work truck. 90% of society isn't going out there buying a work truck, so they're buying the nicer version of the vehicle. All so right, have you... To Willem's point, if, if the highest-selling car in the U.S. is the F-150, and you and I both know that the majority of people aren't getting into the F-150 going, I'm so happy I have crank windows... Right. Yeah. I mean, you're, most you're dealing with a forty thousand dollar base package. <laughs> yeah, and this is the next racket. Like, when I left my investment banking firm, we were busy crafting the same version of mortgage-backed securities that crashed in two thousand and eight, but with auto loans. Now, obviously, auto loans don't have the same impact as a home mortgage. But that is what is allowing people to purchase these things at these absurd prices, right? Like you can get a fifty to sixty thousand dollar car right now and pay three hundred and fifty dollars a month. Now, in what fucking world is that reasonable? That's not possible. That's not possible. You can't tell me at the end of this lease term, someone is going to be able to go and say, Hey, thank you for paying me four hundred bucks. I am now ahead on this car and we'll make a profit selling it in the market. It's not possible. So I don't I don't disagree with your assessment that it is possible to get it. No dealership buys those cars from Ford. And as such, it's not possible for the consumer to get that car. So the consumer is buying a car that's at the very low end. Like maybe, I, yeah, I definitely exaggerated, but the very low end, you're probably looking at like, 3235 when i went to go shop for a pickup truck the cheapest i could find was 42 um and then most of them are paying i mean on the verge of 40 to 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 45k it's it's insane absolutely nuts when's the last time you guys were in a car with crank windows like or my wife's car before we sold it uh had manual like mirrors like how the fuck do you adjust the passenger mirror like let's say you're a a, you know you're just a lone person and 
you you've chosen not to take a wife or whatever, and you, you live your life alone. <laughs> take a wife. And now somehow you're supposed Here to be able this. to fucking adjust your passenger mirror. So like, we have we have a good friend who uh, it's like Sex Fifth Avenue with wives. He take you. I take I take the. We had a we had a we had a, a real close friend um, in a we'll just say in a former life. Um, his Kirk. his significant other they bought a car solely based on price and without looking at any of the features and they realized as soon as they bought the car that it in fact had manual locks manual windows and oh. manual mirrors and i remember her telling me that the struggle <laughs> of just everyday tasks like loading groceries into the back seat of the car <laughs> were a it was a complete pain in the ass. Oh my god. Um and I remember I just remember thinking like, oh shit, I really need to pay attention to that. <laughs> so with that said, and that fun being poked at, uh I bought a twenty fifteen Mitsubishi Lancer and I was like, Oh, base model, don't care. It's got everything that I need. It's got Bluetooth yeah. and it's got wheels, so we can roll with this. I did not check to see <clears throat> it had had a remote like keyless entry. So I'm like, cool. It's all good. Battery went out on that about a month ago, two months ago. Oh God. I, I realized quickly that um, there is only one keyhole on the entire fucking car uh, on the outside. The it's on the driver's side, but that's it. Any other <laughs> entrance to that car has to be made through the driver's door, including the trunk. So oh. if, if I've got groceries, guess what? I got to open the driver's side door with my daughter in the in the little kicker in the kid seat of the basket. Quickly keep an eye on her, do that whole don't steal my kid as I unlock the trunk out of my front door and then Walk around, pop the trunk. Oh shit! I forgot to hit the unlock button inside my door to unlock the back door so Brian. I can put my daughter in. It's it's ridiculous. That shit you don't think about. Can I ask the you battery? It's can I can I ask you something? Have you when you turn the key, do you just turn it once? Yeah. So I I, I grow you know grew up with Chevys and grew up with yeah. like working on a car dealership. So <clears throat> on Chevy cars, if you unlock the door with the key and you hold the key in the unlock position, it unlocks all the doors. Does not do that on Mitsubishi. <laughs> well, the other one is that you turn and then turn again. Yeah, no, doesn't do that either because I tried that oh, as well. Because that's that's what like I think Nissan that has that. Sucks. It's nice. Yeah. yeah, no, not not uh, not old Mitsubishi. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's it is privacy first, so it's so yeah. So Brian, mm-hmm. um, I feel your pain. You have no idea I, what I go through, Frank. No, no idea. I, I, listen, we have the we had the Mercury LS, otherwise known as the little slut. She had a lot of issues. Uh, yeah, Merc Dirk Sable, Mercury yeah. Sable. Mercury Sable, or I thought it was her child of Ford. Was it? Le, I thought it was Le Sable. Was it Le Sable? The Sable. It was Le Sable. She she was a great car. She got us through a lot of things. Um, but I'll tell you that the 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 little features in cars are what you appreciate most when you don't have them. Yep. And when our friend went to go purchase what was a Prius C? <laughs> yeah. I, the first time I got in the back of that thing, I was just like, <laughs> that was it. 
I just shook my head after that. (laughs) So that Prius C, that was that was not the car that I was mentioning earlier. That because oh yeah no the the Prius also was a completely manual lock car. No 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 no, the Prius C was completely it was the opposite. It had every bell Ah. and whistle, but that was also our friend's car, and not the wife's car. Um, I I was but it, it was it's, both were hatchback, right? Yeah, they were both hatchback. Or no, uh, the Mazda was not a hatchback. It, but both of them were uh, incredibly small. You and I sat in the back of the Prius C, and this is you and I at definitely at my svelter self. Yeah, uh, and about one hundred and sixty pounds, running about a four four. I've never, I've, I've never, <laughs> never been there. I think I was like fourth grade, maybe, and I wasn't running that fast. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it, it was really small. Any way you look at it, it was really small. So, Frank, I, listen to to bring it. I don't think we're gonna have Parker on tonight because I'm no, getting, I'm, getting, so I'm, I'm a sleepy boy. Um, but I, I I wanted to bring it back to what we were discussing earlier with uh, aged beers, and I remember. Oh my God! Don't you're worry get, about it. You're don't getting, worry about it. The train has something else. <laughs> you're getting murdered by a train right now. <laughs> The train is hunting you down. To you live from the train track. It's like it's like Donald Trump. Anytime he does a freaking interview, it, there's got to be a helicopter engine on somewhere. You just got to hear the whirring of a helicopter blade. That's how you know Donald Trump's really talking about substance. No, to take it back to uh, aged beer, I realized that I have a couple of really aged beers in my fridge right now. I have uh, that I'm drinking right, like at the moment. ATM at the moment, not asked to mouth. <laughs> I'm drinking a real ale brewing company's Sisyphus, which Sisyphus is their annual barley wine that they do. And I'm always a big fan. Uh, Can you hold up the label? Yeah, I, I will in one second. That's kind of why I'm holding it like this. So this beer actually, uh, when I had it back in 2013, this beer is one that got our buddy Derek and I really sold into home brewing because we were like, we can make this beer. And that's well, they were. Awesome. I mean, real ale was pretty much homebrewing back then too. No, they were homebrewing back when this bottle was made. So this is that's a this is a 2009 uh, oh. Sisyphus, which I'm trying to get my super awesome uh, computer to focus cool. on. But yeah, this is an eight year old bottle of beer. <laughs> uh, Where did you get that? So uh, the little bottle shop that I go to in Carrollton had they always have little gems that they'll release. Sometimes it'll be a beer that, you know, just got delivered to them from Austin, from Jester King, or maybe they just get, they've, they do seller some of their own product. So they'll buy two cases of Firestone Walker limited, you know, uh, proprietors reserve. And they'll sell a case of it and they'll keep a case for a year or so. And then they'll release it. They also do this cool thing where they do 12 days of Christmas or they'll do elf on the shelf and they'll release special bottles of beer. This is one that I think came from the distributor because it was actually released in a couple of places across the state, across the the city. So my guess is the brewery had a couple of cases they were sitting on. They wanted to do a special release. Either way, this beer runs about ten dollars a four pack. I vividly remember sitting down with Derek and uh, in in my old apartment in Louisville and drinking. Uh, two and two, like I said, it comes in four packs. Derek had two. I had two of the 2013 Sisyphus and like literally breaking the beer down. And that was one of the first beers that I broke down flavor profiles, broke down malt, like what goes into it. 
and what we could do to make it. And like we wrote recipes that night and like got down into what it takes to make a beer like this as good as it is. And when I saw it available, I was like, this beer, like every time it comes available, you know, it, it, it comes out every year. I, I buy a four pack and I think about that experience. And then Frank, we were talking about, um, you know, the breaking down the homebrew that you opened up a mine. And I, 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 I miss, I miss brewing beer. I think, uh, my 2018 resolution is going to be to brew more homebrewed beer. Brian. Yes. My 2018 resolution is to make brewing a hobby. So we're, yeah. You guys are in luck because my 2018 resolution is to drink more homebrew. There you so, go. Oh my just word. Make it and just ship well, it you up. Can't, you're, you know, you're not allowed to ship it to me, but maybe you drive I can, it up every I can I can ship so. yeast samples via UPS. That's all yeah, I have to know. Then you can brew it yourself. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Yeast samples being bottles of beer, Frank. God, God. <laughs> It was oh, a nomenclature, oh, oh, bro. I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm blowing the racket here. <laughs> I'm blowing it all up. God damn it! Are y'all oh, ready to? Uh, are y'all ready to wrap? Gotta say, if you're listening, yeah, Parker's yeah. ready to wrap. Oh god, god damn it, Parker! God. I'm leaving. Yeah, it's I'm 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 wrapping. I've got to go to bed. <laughs> Parker, you have two minutes to say something funny. Yes, and Whoa. or just say something. Well, that would be funny. Okay. What is up with this? Is like female on Facebook. Like every picture, like it's not necessary. You don't have to always cup your hand around the belly. It's like we know you're pregnant. You're not just awkwardly <laughs> super like fat in this one region. Like <laughs> picture, dude. And would like, you rather me cup under my belly every time I take a picture? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna start doing it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a phenomenon. I, you know, and my, my wife was guilty as charged. I and I just started noticing the other day and I was like, cause was for, apparently uh, everybody was in heat about six months ago because <laughs> I had a lot of friends. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> about six months ago. <laughs> but every single picture and even like, and some of them I'm like, it's long, like, there's not even anything to cup, but you're cupping. <laughs> um, like, <laughs> it's gonna be a good picture. Would be the opposite, where you like rest the hands yeah, on yeah, your yeah. belly. <laughs> I got you. Hold on, let me tilt this down. <laughs> you know what's yeah. funny yeah, is like, how's yeah, that? Like, just like Brian, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, so here's the accentuate it, <laughs> right? Is okay. So, so you you cup the belly. If there's nothing to cup, it just looks like a. You ate too much, or you're right? pointing yeah. to your belt. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I had a great thing. <laughs> uh, so full, I'm gonna go lay down. Fucking March, what are March. You <laughs> 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 oh God damn it! So, all right, all right. Was, was that good enough for you, Bill? That's that's. I'm so not the one that requested funny. I just whatever you want. Yeah, you, you know. did. Well, I I had a, no. I that was one Frank. What the about. hell? He's the one that said you got two minutes to say something funny. Oh, and I was oh, like, oh shit, I don't know about funny. You should say something. <laughs> oh, it's know. gotta be funny. All y'all dropping for two minutes. All y'all look the same <laughs> to me. I don't know. Do you remember my church sign from earlier? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, all right, so. <clears throat> Thank you all for joining us uh, each and every time that we record. We really appreciate it. 
Be sure to tell a friend about our hilarity, about our wonderful knowledge that we drop on y'all's asses each and every week. Be sure to check us out on all of our social media pages, facebook.com backslash no beer left behind, Instagram, Twitter, at no beer left cast. If you're not on our gram, you need to be because everyone else is. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. You can go to the gram for the billions best. and billions. Dude, bruh, we're getting 5,000 impressions a week, and I've got some very sketchy data to show that. Okay? <laughs> so be sure to hit us up on Instagram because that is where we're posting all that hot shit that we're drinking each and every day, not just when we're recording, okay? So be sure to check us out there. Refer us to your friends. Let us know where you've heard about us, how much you love us. Stroke our egos. We need it. Okay. For Brian, here in North Texas, drinking only beer number two for the evening. I do want the record to reflect that because I am a little bit proud of myself. I'm not going six deep in an hour and a half like I used to. Showing restraint in 2018. For Brian in North Texas, I'm out. All right. Quick shout out to right, the Dirty Bastard. Got to be the best beer in the whole world. Uh, go, go get you some Scotch style ale. It's probably my favorite. Now, you heard it here first. It has beaten natural light out of the top spot. That's well-deserving of a reggae horn. Um, Fucking A, for Parker, the guy who joins in the last two minutes of the podcast in Tulsa. (laughs) Later, guys. Thanks for listening. Remember, Brian controls the drought. Fill him out. (laughs) For break... In far, far, far north Guadalajara, Mexico. Brian's drunk. Don't let him tell you otherwise. I also only had two beers. Brian, don't shake your head like that. <laughs> Good times. Wrap right. it up. <laughs> Wrap it up. Yeah, no. So, uh, but be good to your neighbors and enjoy 2018 because this is our first cast. Good luck. Second cast. All right, Brian. Mute him. Mute him. Yeah.